Thank you for downloading this podcast from BJOG. This is an editorial podcast of the October 2020 issue of BJOG, and I'm Patrick Chen. The obstetrical and gynecological profession has recently been embroiled in several treatment controversies, the most prominent of which is the use of synthetic and biological mesh for surgery for treating stress urinary incontinence and pelvic organ prolapse. I have previously written on this subject in my editorial early on this year. In her July 2020 report, First Do No Harm, Baroness Julia Cumberledge highlighted the lack of monitoring of safety issues and a failure to take seriously enough potential harmful outcomes raised by patients. We must learn from these events so that the same controversies do not happen again with other innovative gynecological treatments. In this October 2020 issue, there are two articles addressing relatively new gynecological procedures. The use of laser therapy for urinary incontinence and pelvic organ prolapse and high-intensity focused ultrasound ablation for recurrent uterine fibroids. In their systematic review, Markover and colleagues report on the use of laser therapy for urinary incontinence and pelvic organ prolapse. There has been an increased interest in the use of an alternative treatment for these conditions given the complications associated with vaginal meshes. The review includes 31 studies of which there is only one randomized control trial with a sham procedure as a comparator group. Of the remaining cohort studies, there are only two employing a comparator group. One study using mid-urethral sling and another with pharmacotherapy as the control group. The authors conclude that all studies reported improvement in urinary incontinence and pelvic organ prolapse symptoms, but better quality studies were required. Short-term adverse events were minor, and these were mild vaginal pain, a warm sensation within the vagina during the treatment process, vaginal discharge, and urinary tract infection but the risk of longer-term effects such as vaginal stenosis and dyspareunia remains unknown. In his mini-commentary on Markover and colleagues' systematic review, Vera Batista highlights that caution remains to be exercised in introducing this treatment into clinical practice due to all the described methodological deficiencies in the primary studies of the review. Caution is also advised given that some of these studies were funded by the laser industry and the possibility of publication bias has not been formally assessed in the review. The jury on the use of laser therapy is therefore still out, as several urogynecological societies have yet to recommend its use in clinical practice out with the context of a clinical study. We must therefore continue to gather further clinical evidence on this treatment and not make the same mistakes with the vaginal mesh. Previously, we have published several studies and a case report on the use of high-intensity focused ultrasound, the acronym of which is HIFU, or HIFU for short, for the treatment of uterine fibroids, abdominal wall endometriosis, and uterine arteriovenous malformation. In the same October issue, Liu and colleagues report a comparative retrospective study on the use of HIFU with secondary myomectomy for the treatment of recurrent fibroids following previous myomectomy. HIFU ablation treatment is less invasive compared to repeat myomectomy, which can be complicated with severe pelvic adhesions. 
although the results from this study appear promising, as highlighted by Stewart in her accompanying mini-commentary, further prospective studies are required to support these findings and also its cost-effectiveness. Less invasive gynecological treatments for benign disease will obviously be welcome as complication rates may be lower compared to more traditional surgical options. However, the efficacy and safety of all these relatively novel treatments are still needed to be evaluated properly before we can confidently introduce them into routine clinical practice. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you for listening to this podcast from BJOG. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.